0: Welcome to the Code Mentor podcast, where we help mentor you through your coding journey. So sit back and listen up, because today's mentoring session starts right now. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about how to learn like a software engineer. As always, I have
1: with me my co-host Karen's Wright. How's it going today, man? Everything's going great. Thank you. I started with a new employer this week and it's been it's been a great experience working as IT project manager in higher education. And so I would have to say so far within this first week, it has been probably one of the best experiences I've had. That's awesome. So this is a uh, 100% remote, right? Yes, absolutely. 100% remote and a great opportunity to learn and grow because this organization, it's almost kind of funny you mentioned learning like a software engineer because this organization provides you with a lot of reading material to help you be successful at your job. And so that kind of coincides with what some of my comments are going to make mention of a little later. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go ahead and get jump into it. What do we mean by learning like a software
0: engineer? So we know that if you are currently already a software engineer, you probably have your own learning patterns and ways of learning already. But if you are trying to learn how to be a software engineer, one of the toughest things that I found when trying to step on that path was... How do I actually learn all this stuff? It seems like too much. It seems like so much, in fact, because the landscape continues to change even month by month. Let's say that you're going, you wanna be a front-end engineer. You will start to learn JavaScript, then you will start to learn probably HTML, CSS, and then maybe you start to learn a framework like Angular or React. As you start to go down this path, you hear of build tools that come out and then you hear of git and github and then you hear of new things that are coming out so it's no longer webpack and vercel it's it's vite that's coming out right a lot of these things can be overwhelming so the question becomes is not only how to learn like a software engineer what do you learn right and how can you chart a path to help yourself jump start your career how do you do that i can tell you what i've done in my experience and karen's please share your thoughts as well on this what i started to do was first understand how i learn i think that's a big thing that sometimes when we want to jump into something we don't slow down to think about that because if you don't understand how you learn already it's going to be really hard to figure out what method you should go down so for instance If I learn more by reading, then watching videos is probably not going to be the best thing to do. I should probably get some books, right? But if I learn by watching and imitating, reading a book is probably not going to be the thing that I want to do. I probably want to look at a tutorial, follow along, maybe try to do it myself. That would be my number one advice. Figure out how you learn best. What is your learning method? The second thing that I would do is chart out a path for yourself, give yourself maybe a couple of different end goals. So what that looks like is before you say, well, I'm gonna be a software engineer, figure out what you wanna actually do because software engineer is so broad that it really could be anything. You wanna narrow your focus as much as you can to what you think you would like to do. Front end, full stack, If you want to do cloud engineer devops things like that figure out what your path is going to be that will help you narrow everything down the third thing is is to then chart that path start looking at resources that get you along that path now there are different services that you can get to help you along there are different companies there's treehouse there's uh, cloud academy there's all different kinds of learning resources that they don't necessarily, it's not a boot camp of sorts, it's still self taught. You can still do that. They at least give you some kind of roadmap on the things that you need to learn. So you can take a look at a roadmap, or you can build your own roadmap, right? You can talk to, if you have a mentor, you can talk to them. Or if you already know people working in the job, you can talk to them, hey, you know, what do I need to learn? And chart that roadmap out. This is what I need to learn. And be methodical about it. So that's the fourth thing be methodical about it. If you are learning HTML, don't go jump into JavaScript yet. If you're learning JavaScript and you're going to save HTML and CSS for later, don't go jumping into HTML. Learn that particular step and stay on that step until you have sufficiently learned it and then go to the next step and start to build on what you learn. Because if you jump around too much, you're going to have some problems and you're not actually going to learn a lot. You're just going to learn a bunch of different things. So you want to be methodical about it and you want to be consistent about it. Consistency is the key. Have a schedule set up that you want to learn at, whether that's, hey, I'm going to learn. I'm going to be on, have my path set out. I know what I want to do. I have my resources here. I'm going to start going down this path. And every day after work, I'm going to block off from 5 p.m. to 9 p.m. or from 9 p.m. to 12 a.m. And all I'm going to do is learn. I have this path that I'm on. Once I learn this sufficiently, I'm going to mark this off my list, and I'm going to keep going. And that is how you slowly chip away and slowly learn. Now, what I just described to you is a self-taught path. You could decide that you want to go to a boot camp. And at a boot camp, this is exactly what you do, albeit much faster and not at your own pace. It's kind of at their own pace, right? But this is what they do. They don't actually learn how you learn, of course. You have to do that yourself, but they do have a path, chart the path, tell you when to be there, tell you what you're going to learn, tell you the order that you're going to learn, and then start teaching you it in the order that it happens, right? The other thing too, is that you could also go to a college. Now, Karen, so I'd like to hear your thoughts on this, but from what I've heard from people going to college, it's, it's more of them teaching you how to learn rather than teaching you how to code. So it seems like you would still need to have some outside resources if you wanted to jump into the world of software engineering, even if you get your computer science degree. You would still need to do stuff on your own to be able to level up, learn that language, learn the processes, learn the build tools, learn the systems on your own. College
1: itself is probably not going to teach you that. Would that be a, a right estimation of that? Yes. I I'm a huge gamer, so I loved how you just mentioned level up, but I would agree. My experience with my computer software technology degree, I would say 85% of the degree was learning the big overall picture of software. The other 15% was the coding itself. I had one, two, I would say two to three raw coding classes where we were coding specific tasks and projects. But I would say that I also took a boot camp. Now, I didn't go for coding. A little bit of coding was touched on, but the boot camp part was very hands on. And so, for in my case, it They matched up pretty well to equal a good well rounded education, but to go back to your question, yes, it depends on the school, I guess, but in my college education so they would be remiss if they don't start you from the very start because that's they they make the assumption that you don't know anything about computers, which is not a bad thing, you know there was still I've been around computers ever since I was a preteen. And really had hand, that's when I started hands-on experience with computers, but there were still gaps that were filled when I started going to school. And then they teach you from the ground up what a computer is. And then so once you get into the software part, I would say the college education did well with teaching me the understanding of the software development lifecycle, software architecture, software design. A decent amount of information was taught that helps you to see what goes into software development before the first keystroke is made. And I feel like that was really important for me to get this huge high-level overview of what's taking place before a programmer or software developer sits down and begins churning out lines of code, working towards an objective. There is a decent amount of work that goes into just thinking about requirements gathering understanding what is needed by the client or the customer and so that helped me out a lot so i just say all that to say if any of our listeners are in the middle of a computer science degree right now and you just heard what we just discussed you know don't think to yourself oh man well this I I just found out that my school isn't going to give me that much hands-on training why am I even coming here so don't feel that you're wasting your time or the information is not going to do you any good I still feel that it helped me in the long run in a lot of ways but just as Aaron just mentioned you have to supplement that and so that was my experience, if that makes any sense. And so, Aaron, did you uh, let me ask you? So, you, I believe you went the boot camp route and you were taught hands on, j- just hands on, raw experience, king lines of code. And so, when did you feel like you started to understand a nice big overview? of what software development is? Is that when you started working in the industry and then you started maybe sitting in on meetings or speaking with supervisors, is that when you began to get a really good, fleshed out understanding of software development? So it's funny that you
0: mentioned that because I worked in... So before I became a software engineer, I was in customer service and I worked in call centers, At the time, I had been working in the SaaS space or software as a service. So because of that, I really got to see the software development lifecycle to get a bird's eye view. We would pair really closely with engineers, uh, even with product managers. And the way that usually teams would be formulated is you'd have a group of software engineers and then you'd have a product manager in that particular group. Along with a designer and uh, a manager, uh, would probably oversee maybe a couple different groups, and they were organized by different systems of the application. So that if there was a problem, you know, the pro- product uh, developer could get with a designer, figure out if you know there needed to be a, maybe a change to the way it looks, uh, and then the product manager would kind of have this roadmap of how we need to ch- update or change the software and figure out uh, different pros and cons to it, things like that. And then at that time, they would then present the findings to the software engineers. And this is not even like, you know, like you said, it's not even writing a lot of code yet. It's more of just talking about like, is this particular thing needed? Can we do this? What are the pros and cons of this? Um, The best way to actually get this done. And then it comes actually creating the task for it. Um, So in that respect, I think I got, I do appreciate being in the industry that I was in because I got an education that I think if you weren't in customer service and you weren't in the SaaS space, you probably wouldn't have got that information. So I am thankful for that. That is um, like you said, something that is extremely important because when you jump into software, you can get lost pretty quickly. And sometimes you think being a software engineer is nothing but just writing code. And when you're a junior, that's pretty much all they really expect of you, just to write code. But as you start to increase your knowledge and capability, they are gonna want your input on what they're doing, right? Because you're probably gonna be one of the ones that are actually writing this code. Should this actually be written? Should this code be written? And as a junior, you would say, of course, I'm writing the code. Let's do it. But as a senior, you would say, ah, maybe not, right? It, it's kind of funny. As you start to increase in your knowledge and awareness, the less code you really want to write because code equals bugs, right? On the other front of learning, I did half and half, like a half boot camp, half self-taught. I did a treehouse course. I used to say it's a boot camp, but honestly, it is really just self-taught because there are no real live instructors. Um, you just you're just given a path and you're given different courses that you can do. and you still have to do supplement. you have to still supplement yourself with uh, things that that you have to find yourself. But um, so I would say it's probably mostly on the self-taught side and the boot camp side. Um, and you can set your own time for how you complete this stuff. So there isn't a time frame to complete these things by, I mean, you can spend as much time or as little time as you want on each particular uh subject in the path. I think what it really did was just give me a path to learn. I'm the kind of person I'm sure a lot of our listeners are too, where if you're like, okay, well, I'm gonna do this, then. You may not need too much pushing. You may just need a path. If that's what you need, then something like that is good for you. If you're the kind of person that needs some pushing, then a boot camp is probably the thing that you want to do, where you get the path and you also get that. But if you want to dive deep and you want to understand the history, the architecture, understand all the background about everything, and then also have like a degree then probably going to a four-year school is probably going to be the best thing, but it all depends on how long you have your, you want your path to
1: take and the money that you have to be able to get there. Yeah. And you know, the, the great thing about it now, there used to be a time when the higher education path was the only path you could take or when software development was in its infancy The only way you could learn it was to get a job in the field and learn it with the other industry professionals because it was so new. And, you know, uh, well, believe it or not, software, the first programmer was uh, that was years ago. Do some our listeners do some research on the first, very first programmer. And you would be very interested. It's very interesting reading, to say the least. But, programming, as we know it, with computers and ones and zeros, there was a time when you had to just learn it as you go. But we are privileged to live in the information age where all of this information is available to you at your fingertips if you just know how to search it out. And so all of this and in- just as Aaron brought out from videos to reading to just good old-fashioned mentoring, sitting with uh, someone that's been in the industry for a while, this information is out there. I would, one of my biggest hurdles was, or something that I learned was to question everything. Now, not question it as a skeptic, but to just ask, well, what is this? when you were explaining aaron about charting out where we chart out where we want to be so you mentioned full stack cloud engineering devops for our listeners and this is something that i learned whenever you read or hear terminology that you don't know look it up just look up anything and everything anything that sounds foreign And don't get overwhelmed because when you enter into this realm, there's so much terminology and theory and so many new terms will come at you. And so it can get a little overwhelming. Just take it one step at a time, one one bite at a time, and these things will begin to sink in. I know that what I had to do just for my experience for my learning experience I had to hear it I had to read it and then I also had to see it and so I what I mean by hear it listening to lectures on videos or immersing myself in podcasts that helped me a lot that it did. It helped me a lot. And then reading it, I would find information online after when I was just teaching myself Python, I would look for, I think W3 schools was a really big resource for me because there was a, there's a decent amount of reading, but there are are hands-on exercises as well. But then also you mentioned Treehouse. So boot camps in different are different organizations out there with video information and the visualization part is not just looking at someone speaking into the microphone and looking at you treehouse i liked that organization because (laughs) i can't remember what the illustration was i i really can't remember but aaron you and i we've gone through training and how to speak with different individuals and teach and one of the teaching points is illustrations that can help teach others and so i remember treehouse i can't remember how it tied to programming but they used burritos these little cartoon burritos in order to deliver or drive a point home and it really helped me a lot and so For me, I just putting all of that together helped me to get a good foundation for what I was learning and it helped it to sink in because you will start to have points recycled. You know, you will read information and you may say to yourself, oh, well, this other source, they, it taught me the same thing. Go ahead and just read over, you know, learn the points, learn the concepts over and over again. And so one point that I wanted to mention that helped me, and we shouldn't be afraid to do this, something that actually helped me during the pandemic when I looked at our kids, our children, and I saw that our children, were, you know, my kids were playing games just all day, every day during the pandemic. They were at home all the time because public school was canceled or public school was at home. And so they were playing a ton of games. And so I said to myself, I want to give them something productive to do. And so I just started this little short once a week training the basics of Python to the, my kids and then their peers. And so when you, in no way, shape or form, am I a Python guru? But I knew enough to teach them the basics, the basics that I learned and those fundamentals that I learned, I taught them. And that actually helped me in my learning process as well. When you teach others and explain to them what you are learning or explain to them the concepts, those concepts will actually sink down deeper um, for you as well. And so it's, it's amazing how it works like that. But that helped me out a lot. Just explaining to others. And so to our listeners, if you don't be afraid to just start a blog site, maybe it's, it's easy to start a blog site or journaling so, or just maybe short videos that you post on social media just explain what you're learning the basics don't be afraid if you get something wrong if somebody in the comments or somebody reaches out to you and says well it's actually like this don't let that deter you just use it as a learning example and so aaron i think you you also i think i kind of got the idea from you did you find it helpful when you started maybe making some tutorial video tutorials out there online Yeah, I did. So
0: when I first started to learn, one of my mentors told me, start writing articles. And I said, write articles about what? (laughs) And they said, write articles about what you're learning, write about the experience that you have. Uh, Everyone, no matter who they are, has a unique experience, even if you've been through the same boot camp that hundreds of other people have been through, your experience is always going to be unique because you will take away something different than the than other people did. So what I started to do was just write things down. So I have a medium blog site that i uh, that uh, I write to. And I would just write down different things. So the struggles of being a software engineer, being new in the field, Um, and then, of course, just concepts that I was learning or I found interesting. Uh, And then as I started to advance a little bit more and start to learn more, I started to write about those things. So more advanced topics in software engineering, things like that. And that is really crucial because, number one, like you said, Karen, I 100% agree with you. It will allow you to explain things and learn it better yourself because as you're researching a topic to actually write down, you are then having to maybe refresh yourself on how it actually works. You're having to do a little bit of research, things like that, but it also gives you really good practice for explaining your code and explaining things to other people because that is, I would say, probably at least 60% of what you're going to be doing. Um, Well, you know, actually, I would say 40%. 40% of what you're going to be doing. The other 40% is going to be reading code. So 40% is reading code, 40% is explaining to people what you're doing, and 20% is actually writing the code. Uh, And I'm sure some people will be like, oh, I only write code 5%. And as you start to move up, and start to go from junior to mid-level to senior, the less code that you'll actually write. Um, So that was really helpful for me because it taught me how to explain things to people who maybe weren't technical, right? So, and then having to come up with illustrations that would help people understand how things work. And that's the biggest thing is how can how can I relate this, something that's really foreign that people don't know, to something that they do know, right? And that's the basics of learning, even yourself, right? As you start to learn, you need to relate something complicated and foreign to you, like a programming language, to something that you do know. So each concept, you can ask yourself, how do I relate this to something that I know so that I can better understand this? And writing down your thoughts in a blog or even journaling or even making a video can really help you solidify that in your own mind. And even as you're doing that, sometimes you'll come up with different illustrations or ideas that will help you not only explain it to yourself, but accurately and effectively explain it to other people so I I would 100% agree with that write things down as early and as often as
1: you can yeah and I yeah medium is a great place to write down your thoughts and share your experience and I've learned a lot from that avenue of reading and so I only have one question I would pose to you, Aaron. I've heard a lot of individuals say, Hey, the best way to learn coding is to just build something. So if you are interested in just if you're interested in website website design, or if you want to be a video game developer, or if you want to create an application for to help young children read what just is let's say you've decided what how what you want to develop or how when it comes to software development what avenue you want to go down you've decided it and some people may say it's best just to go and jump into a project and just build something you know don't read all of the Information, all the background info is just best. It's almost like if you're interested in being a carpenter, run outside and go build a house. So, what would you say to individuals that may have that, listeners that may have that question? Hey, does it help if I just jump into it and build something? This really kind of goes back to a person's learning style, right? So,
0: a person may learn by doing. So if that's you, then sure, you know, go ahead and jump in. If if you're the kind of person who says, well, I need to, I have to do it to learn, then by all means, go ahead and start building a project right away. For other people, that may not be the best thing to do. I know for me, I couldn't just jump into a project and just start building stuff without actually understanding The way that my mind works is I like to understand why I'm doing something before I actually start doing it. And I like to understand the theory behind different things. Um, That helps me kind of chart a mental model of what I'm doing. And it also helps me get better at explaining things to other people because I like to explain the why behind certain things, why we're actually doing this. Um, So, If that works for you, right, if you know your learning style and you say, hey, this is what works for me, this is what I'm going to do, by all means, please do that, right? Um, But if that doesn't work for you and you know your learning style is maybe watching a video first or reading first or listening first, then do that. I would say don't let anybody discourage you um, from your learning style learn what you need to learn. Now, I am not saying that you don't need to build projects because you absolutely do. My only thing is when to actually insert that. And that's going to depend upon each individual unique experience, right? Each individual has a different journey to being a software engineer. And each one has a different learning style. So again, your learning style is jump in and build, by all means do that. But either way, no matter who you are, you're going to need to build projects to be able to, number one, solidify your knowledge. And number two, show what you've done to employers, right? I mean, you're going to have to get that hands-on experience either way. So um, it really just depends on when you actually want to do that. Some people like early in the process. Some people like middle of the process. Some people like late in the process. Um, it, I think uh, as long as you're building something and as long as you're building things that are unique and challenging, then, you know, before you start applying for jobs, then it doesn't really matter when you do it. But of course, you'll have some people that say, oh, well, you need to jump right in. Uh, Don't look at the documentation, just do it. And uh, some people can do that, right? But I find that uh, when you start getting into big projects, especially at bigger companies, startups are most likely like that where you just jump in and just do it. As you start to mature in your career, you will start to understand the benefits of documentation and understand the benefits of reading documentation, writing documentation, because they give you a really good understanding of how something works and why something works that way. Because sometimes what'll happen early on is you'll run into bugs and you have no idea why the bug is happening. But if you had read the documentation, you probably would have had a better understanding of why what you just wrote wasn't going to work or why it produced the bug that it did so that is my only caution for those that want to jump in and uh you know just uh, guns blazing so uh, there is some caution to be had there but if hey if uh you know you're the kind of person that says i just will figure it out then more power to you
1: oh yeah that's i if there's any takeaway from this episode It's absolutely just figure out how do you learn, which in itself can be a nice reveal to you as you, especially later in life when, hey, you're like Aaron and I, and you start learning these new things after you have a family. And when you, it's a nice feeling when you go into a new venture and you, Think to yourself wait is it too late for me to learn all of this or am i too am i too old to take in all of this new information these new concepts and then you actually learn it and it becomes your livelihood and also becomes your hobby it's a it's an amazing feeling embarking on these adventures and so i wanted to ask aaron what you know i'm I'm super interested in knowing how we have been helping our listeners. Do we have an email that listeners can send an email to and to share their experience? Because I've been quite proud of our episodes and I'm eager to see if we have helped the listeners. And so if they want to reach out to us, how can they do it?
0: Yeah, I would say the probably the best way to do it would be on Twitter. Um, So that's code mentor three and just add us. Right. And just say, Hey, like, this is how the podcast has been helping me. Or if you, you know, have some uh, requests for some episodes and you say, Hey, can you all talk about this particular thing that, you know, I've been struggling with or uh, you know, how do I do this? Or what's the best way to do this? Um, you yeah, know, that's probably the best way, uh, that'll be pretty instant, uh, feedback for us because we haven't really got too much feedback. Uh, so, you know, please feel free to, to, to reach
1: out and let us know. Yeah. That just uh, listeners just say, you know, that wasn't some shameless plug where I was inserting advertised Twitter handle or anything like that. I am, we are genuinely eager and excited to know about your journey and it it would be amazing to hear a story and we see that we have helped someone to even change career paths or even or move from one industry to another or if we if you already on the path in software development and we have helped you in your studies and in your training, I I would be excited to hear about that it, because it's been a, a lot of good information that we've discussed, especially in this job market where there's probably a lot of individuals who are looking, it, it may they may be looking for a fresh start, just something different, maybe taking time to regroup and to rethink their career path. And so I would be excited we both of us we it, it would be amazing to hear about your experience and we are here to help you agreed, agreed 100% that's the name
0: change that we uh went through code mentor we are here to uh help you through your software engineering journey so hopefully you learned a little bit about how to learn and uh, some some tips and tricks that you can use on your path to learning uh, to be a software engineer or a software developer. Hopefully, you have some things to take away. And yeah, please, let us know if this episode helps you or if there's things that you want us to mention in our next episodes. But uh, we'll move on to our next segment. What have we been up to lately? So, Karens, what have you been up to lately?
1: (laughs) well starting i would say starting the new position that will gobble up a decent amount of brain power and energies but <laughs> it's it's been great though i i would say recently what i have been up to i have been working a lot with the gaming i guess the the gaming side of the Of my interest. I have my interest in a code mentor where this has to do a lot with my. I like to share information about my career path and help others with their career path. And then on the hobby side of things, it's workforgames.com. We have been doing a lot with work for games, Uh, we've gone into video commentary over gameplay as well as this week we have been streaming a lot mute mute dog the gamer is one of our one of our teammates on that side of things and so he has been streaming all week playing mario party and so we've been getting more followers to join us on discord followers to the youtube channels and it's been a lot of fun you know because this is just on the mention of learning and growing going into an area of uncharted territory this is what it's, this is that's what it's been for me you know I, i've never been someone to upload a ton of videos to youtube and to edit video and to add sound and transitions to video and so not only is it a fun hobby, it's been a great learning experience for me and I'm picking up a lot of new skills. And so that's what I've been up to lately.
0: That's pretty cool. Yeah. I, uh, I've checked out a little bit uh, and it's, it's been, it's been really cool. So um, yeah, that sounds, that sounds pretty awesome. I think, um, I think uh, I might join you one day for, for your uh, podcast there. Yeah, that'd be great. Come on, man. So uh, what I've been up to lately recently, I have been getting ready to go on like a mini, mini vacation. So that's kind of what I, what I've been up to lately is kind of packing and getting ready. It's not traveling far or anything like that, but it's just a, a little bit of uh kind of a, a getaway and a little bit of a, um, you know, reset and recharge with the family. So, that's really kind of what I've been doing, kind of getting everything ready for that, getting getting the car all set up and making sure that everything's good. And, you know, I I do enjoy road trips. Yeah, I, I love road trips, actually. To be able to get to do road tripping in a little bit is going to be fun. So that's what I've been up to.
1: Yeah. I, you know what? I'm one of those individuals as well. I like road trips. My wife, oh, man, she can't stand them. She... Abhors riding in a car for a long period of time, but I love it. I I love the experience of stopping at gas stations, grabbing a ton of junk food, listening to everyone's favorite song. Hey, let's go around the car. What's your you know what song? What genre? What genre do you want to hear? And so I I love road trips. I'm with you on that
0: one. Yeah, road trips are awesome.
1: And uh, since we'll be taking
0: um my electric car. Uh, you have to stop, right, to to be able to charge up uh, every so often, and um, it forces you to kind of get out, because um, I, I noticed with, like, a gas car, uh, y- you could just go and go and go, and at the end, I'd just be so exhausted, but uh, I've noticed when I take road trips with uh, my electric car, because I have to stop every so often, it kind of forces me to get out of the car, stretch my legs, get something to drink or get something to eat keep hydrated which you really should be doing anyway i think they say what every two hours or three hours or so you should probably pull over and get out of the car stretch your legs get
1: the circulation flowing so it is it is good i would say yeah that's great You get to take some time away and recharge and as always you know don't be going too long you know uh, these these cold mentor sessions are very cathartic for me <laughs> sorry to sound so selfish
0: <laughs> no i'm not gonna be gone too long not too long at all um we'll, we'll definitely have uh our regularly scheduled episodes that come out so yep uh so yeah so i think uh we'll uh end it here uh as always right um if you like the episode or if you have any requests of episodes that you want to hear from us, you know, let us know at code mentor three on Twitter. Uh, You can reach out to us there and we'd be happy to incorporate that into our next episodes. We will see you in the next one. All right. Take care, everybody. Thanks for listening to the code mentor podcast, where we help mentor you through your coding journey. We are currently on Spotify, Apple, and Google Podcasts for the moment, and we'll be coming to more platforms soon, so stay tuned. If you enjoyed the podcast or want us to cover a certain topic, feel free to reach out to us on Twitter at CodeMentor. Thanks again for listening, and we will see you in the next one.